time of recording this Wednesday August 26th um, America is still here um, I just want to do that for context um, because I don't know what's gonna happen next day or what whatever but you know it's nothing more embarrassing in comedy than a comic who's you know referencing stuff that was like forever ago you know, he's like, oh, you know, you guys seen Full House or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the way I feel like if I just mention uh, America, the United States of America, I feel like people would be like, what? That was that was forever ago. That was yesterday. This is new shit. What's your new shit? What do you got for us today, man? <laughs> I can't wait to do stand up again. I can't wait to do it in the post-apocalypse. I'm going to have a generator hooked up to a microphone. And I'm still going to get heckled by like a master blaster type of thing where there's a small man on top of a big man. (laughs) It's the the unbeatable combo, honestly, as a heckler because you can't make fun of them because (laughs) they're, they're physically disabled. And they also have the ability to render you into jelly. I'm up there on stage in a, a diaper, a burlap diaper, covered in my own shit. You know, doing my act. Just doing my act. You guys, who here remembers Full House? Remember North America? They're just in a crowd. <laughs> Who runs Burger Town? <laughs> like, hey, shut up! Hey, man, just hey, people, people paid for a show. People paid one rat each for a show. Actually, I maybe like the idea that it's uh, it's a drunk master blaster, and they're just like, "It's my birthday." <laughs> I'm getting married. <laughs> what? No way. Who are you marrying? I'm he and I fuck. The, we're not a we're not a one body. Or he takes the other angle where he's like, it's not it's not weird. We're one body. It's like masturbation. Well, that impression went off the rails into Meatwad territory. Hey guys, uh, welcome to Y'all Ever, the only podcast on the internet. My name is Hampton Yunt. This is a comedy mental health program all about the universal, super relatable humor of staring into the dark abyss. Hi. Y'all ever stare into a dark abyss? You get it. <laughs> Sometimes the abyss stares back at you. It's called it's called it. Um, it's a movie. It's a it's a documentary about my childhood. Oh, they made a documentary about my childhood. It's called it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I cannot wait for stand-up comedy to come back in the worst ways. <laughs> oh, anything to take my mind off of things uh you guys how are you how are you all doing uh checking in with you i uh i'm gonna be reading it uh some emails from you guys in the show and it's just gonna be me this episode just uh talking and you know i'm pretty okay with that (laughs) i feel pretty good i got a haircut i feel confident you know um i haven't really gotten any um professional haircuts you know i go to the pros usually this quarantine not happening uh just had my wife 
do it once, and now this is the second time. And immediately, you when you just look a little bit better, you do feel a lot better. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, I think that was on um, the Hamptons Helpful Hints. At one point, I, I said something like, buy a new shirt. <laughs> And it's like little little things like um, letting your hygiene get into decline. And, um, you know, I, I'm like always wearing the same shirt. Uh, and I'm sure my wife loves it. <laughs> She's never critical about that. But I was like, I can't say it without being embarrassed. So I know, um, you know, that's just going to come out in couples therapy years down the road. <laughs> Unless I get my act together. Uh, let's see. I got some uh, comic books today. That was fun. Uh, it was good to just leave the house. Uh, another thing during quarantine I really haven't done is, you know, really leave the house other than to go to the park and to go to the grocery store. But all my, like, little fun things, just not, I, you know... I haven't gone to the comic book store since before quarantine. Uh, and uh, it was just nice. The, I, like, I just forgot to even check that they were open. <laughs> They've been open for two months. <laughs> so I'm the fucking idiot. Oh, you know, I just picked up uh, some Joker stuff. <laughs> that's a, this is a, it's true, I did. I bought a, a Batman comic book that's about the Joker... Uh, Batman Three Jokers. The Three Jokers. It's like the Three Amigos. <laughs> the Three Jokers. That'd be great, man. Oh, can we digitally make this as a movie where there's like the Jack Nicholson Joker, the Heath Ledger Joker, and who's the other Joker? Who am I not thinking of? Jared Leto. <laughs> God, Jared Leto. Oh no, wait. Then we got Joaquin. Okay, shit. It's four Jokers. So one's got to die. We got to get rid of one of the Jokers. Man, you know what? This should be a reality show. Joker Island. Where everybody's dressed as the Joker. And uh, only one of them gets to have uh, an AR-15 at the end of it. Um, And they keep voting off Jokers. And then the winner gets to destroy this country. (laughs) And live out their video game fantasy. That's the thing is like I mean it's I've kind of come around on two movies uh recently uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Joker. Only because with Joker I think it's definitely like goofy and weird and stupid a lot of times and kind of childish but you really can't say it isn't completely of its time and super relevant. Like yeah, it is all of those things because Every time I look at the news, that's exactly how things are. And uh, I don't know, man. If art is a reflection of society, there's something to be said that, like, you know, it's like, ugh, I don't know. I don't think you can dismiss it. You know, it's like, what was that movie about? <laughs> it's like, I don't know, society crumbling. And then uh, the other one is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which at first I, you know, begrudgingly saw and then enjoyed. And then now I've watched it again and I'm like, this is garbage. This is really bad. Like, it, it's been said, but there's zero plot in that movie. It is just a sequence of events <laughs> back to back. And some cool shots, but then, like, just a lot of, like, masturbatory shit. Like, it's all this uh, self-referential Hollywood shit that nobody gives a shit about. And also, it's like, it's just completely nonsensical with the plot. Like, if the characters don't know that the Manson murders are going to happen, or if <laughs> if it's in this entire reality where it doesn't happen, spoiler alert, um, the Manson murders don't happen in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's the twist. Uh, <clears throat> it's it's just like, who who cares? <laughs> Who fucking cares, man? Like, god damn. Uh, I, I kind of, like, I really, it's sad because I love Kill Bill, uh, both of them, whatever the one movie split into, and a lot of his movies. But I, I think this is just really coming down to be like, this is trash. This is bad. 
Ah, uh, so I guess no one knows art. I feel bad for uh, movie theaters in general. It doesn't sound like they're going to be able to fill up content. How about you just invest in a bunch of art school students, give them cameras for no fucking money, give them each red cameras, and you'll have like, give them, give them $500,000 each. And you will have instantly all the content you need that you haven't been making. I don't know. Does that make sense? This is a flawed idea, right? <laughs> uh, take like a fraction of Adam Sandler's next payday. You know, peel off <laughs> a fucking fraction of that money. And give it to like some young fucking POC, you know, disabled director with, no shot, no fucking shot. Otherwise, give him, give him some money, give him a budget. Let's see some art. Get it in theaters. <laughs> you don't think they know how to write the next "What About Bob" or "Slapshot" or I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Some low budget that's awesome. <laughs> Those are my go-to's. Is <laughs> "What About Bob" below budget? I think it's morally reprehensible to honestly make as much money as I'm not going to say Adam Sandler anymore because I'm sure there's been a new star who's in the, uh, you know, cultural zeitgeist who earns way too fucking much. Let's call them YouTubers, right? Like that seems to be always the easy uh, scapegoat for ire (laughs) right now. (laughs) I mean, people probably fucking felt that way about stand-up comics making way too much and i mean i don't know it's hard it's hard to really say because you know you definitely want to value art but then it the industry is the one that's more like living off of corruption if you can really tell me what agents do other than work to actually disadvantage clients i'd really like to know <laughs> I'd really like to know how they operate that isn't entirely out of self-interest. <laughs> I can't I can't see it. And that's the thing where it's like it's the the it's it's as morally reprehensible to argue for Adam Sandler or whoever, Logan Paul or whatever to earn 23 million dollars as it is for oil to spill in the ocean and kill millions (laughs) it's it's as bad (laughs) morally (laughs) and that's not that's not a false equivalence that's a real that's a real similarity (laughs) how do you guys live in this world uh y'all ever confused by the world How's that for a prompt, an email prompt? You guys, feel free to write into email at gmail.com to write into the show. How about <laughs> y'all ever not understand how the world works? What's something that really uh, fucks you up about how the world works? <laughs> that maybe you engage in, like me. I mean, I'm here uh, doing industry in a sense, right? This is uh, entertainment. Uh, You know, it's crazy. It's crazy the idea that somebody would want to pay art. And holy shit, what a great segue into, guys, there's also Patreon episodes of this podcast every week released on Mondays. Uh, It's a great way to help out the podcast for uh, five bucks a month. Less than a price of a sandwich once a month. Uh, you can get all of the old content of Y'all Ever and Suicide Buddies, and you get weekly episodes on Mondays. Um, so check that shit out. I've been doing a lot of fun, actually, uh, fun stuff with um, the uh, Y'all Ever Listen to Music playlist that I put up on my Spotify artist page. If you go to Spotify and go to my artist page and go down, uh, at the bottom, towards the bottom, there's a, a collaborative playlist that you guys can submit to. You can put stuff up. I just had my last guest, uh, Mike Carroza, 
Uh, he put up a song by Standards, I believe, is the band. And it's actually really dope. And I listened to it on the uh, Patreon. And I ooh, just had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> what can I say? I kind of wish I could just be a uh, radio DJ in a lot of ways. <laughs> I'd wish. I mean, I love making playlists. I love uh, curating at a party. And when I did stand up on the road, like I would love to, um, you know, ask to play music uh, if it was okay. <laughs> and I remember one time, man, in like Scottsdale, Arizona, I uh, I asked the sound guy. I was like, "Hey," because uh, I was headlining. This wasn't like me just doing a set. I mean, I, this is the only time I would pull that sort of shit. I'm not like crazy. Like go up if I'm just on a show. It's technically my show, right? So I was like trying to set the mood, and I go up to the sound guy, and I'm like, um, "Hey, uh, what are you gonna play?" And uh, he showed me, and I was just like, oh, "Okay." It was like all stank rock. <laughs> it was like, "Yeah, huba stank, incubus, incu stank, huba bus," all of the all of the fucking greats. And um, I was like, at the time just listening a lot to um, where I was playing that song, I guess, by uh, Feist. Uh, I feel it all. <laughs> Is a really good bouncy kind of intro song. I mean, it was kind of kind of a bad call, but also I am nothing if not obstinate and stubborn. So I was like, "Hey, um, I I play this song a lot to come up. Uh, why don't you play it?" And he was like, "Fast, F- fuck no." <laughs> it was just no. <laughs> and he was kind of he was absolutely right. That was a shithole, man. That was a shitty crowd. Fuck, man, they hated me. He was right, dude. They they wanted to just hear, <laughs> I don't know, uh, Drowning Pool or something and do push-ups. It was awesome. It was like the owner uh, would do stand-up on the show, and he used to be a Marine, uh, I guess. He really doesn't look like it, but yeah, sure. He was a Marine uh, for a while and so he just has all these like marine buddies in the crowd and oh my god (laughs) i would fucking suck his dick to do that room are you kidding me i miss stand up so much at this point holy shit oh i'm crawl i'm gonna crawl back (laughs) i'm gonna crawl back on fucking broken glass to that guy and beg to suck his dick to do that room (laughs) for free for free but I'll demand my drink tickets. It's the one thing stand-up comics need. Oh, and chicken tenders. I'm not a slut. I demand some dignity, sir. And I uh, dip my chicken tenders in his cum. <laughs> uh, the point is, guys, I bought a Joker comic. <laughs> Uh, the three amigos, the three jokers. I don't know. So I asked people online. I was like, um, you know, what's everybody currently reading? And a bunch of people suggested this. And then I bought the Immortal Hulk. Uh, that looks actually really good. A bunch of people suggested that. And then I bought uh, the Omega Men. I don't just read superhero stuff, but I mean... Uh, when I asked people, these that was largely a lot of the suggestions. And then stuff that people did suggest that was indie, um, uh, they just didn't have, but like, or they'd have like a couple issues of because it just came out. So I don't know. I have to like figure some way to get that sort of stuff. But, you know, I do prefer that kind of stuff. I really like it when people take a you know, a super atypical stab at comics. Uh, and it's not just like, it's the old West and they're zombies or something like that. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it's the same thing with the movie thing. Like I feel bad for the comic book industry. I'm trying to buy them to support because the whole industry is like, and I don't feel bad that therefore buying the superhero stuff because like DC and Marvel are actually like in a real hard place and it seems crazy because they like the gigantic movies come out. And I'm just like, like clearly if these movies make billions of dollars, can't you just skim off like as an investment, as a company, Warner Brothers or whatever, just give it to young creative artists who are making comic books. <clears throat> and if they're like, 
able to make their margins work a little bit easier, uh, you could probably breed some creativity. I mean, like, it's true with a lot of music. Like, it worked the same way when they used to give artists actually money to help them be creative (laughs) and they valued them instead of trying to, like, scam them. That's not really happening totally in comic books, but it's like that's, that happens in almost any system that's like just strapped for cash. So that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. It sounds crazy. I, I don't really have a good way to solve it, but I wish it was just like maybe paid <laughs> for its work preemptively. Um, and you'd inspire a lot of really good talent. Um, you know, if you also, it's, it's kind of like an education program. You just invest in people while they're young, um, in art schools and stuff like that. Take some even crazier stabs. Maybe they'll come up with the next Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) You know, I mean, who honestly sees a hedgehog and, and sees that shit in their minds? (laughs) It's like how many how many fucking drugs did that fucking creator take where he's like he's blue he goes very fast because he needs uh rings and he eats chili dogs okay stop get get off me get off me is that security fuck you fuck all you listen I have a gun. I swallowed a gun before I came in here. Now I'm going to shit it out and you're all going to fucking pay. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking foolproof plan. The whole eating the gun and shitting it out in an emergency plan. <laughs> He's like, I'm like Sonic. I ate a lot of chili dogs <laughs> to prepare. Ah. <laughs> uh... Hell yeah. All right. Let's read an email from one of you guys. Let's see. The uh, subject line for this one is, y'all ever end up getting put on a terror watch list? Uh, (laughs) Yes. Guilty. Um, Guilty. (laughs) That's like how a terrorist responds. Um, Guilty. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I do it all the time. I'm like trying to impress the older kid. Yeah, I get put on the terror watch list. Yeah, I beat off. I'm cool. I got put on the terror watch list for beating off on the plane. I'm fucking cool. Yeah. Fucking. My girlfriend saw it. She's from Canada. That's where we were going. What? Yeah, I was going there to pick up a, an award for honesty. Yeah, shut up. Um. <laughs> Hi guys, I've been wanting to email for some time now, but didn't know what to say. I decided I'll give you a story and try to make you laugh and then talk about a few things which have been on my mind. Hey, that sounds fair. Last year, I was working at home office. Hmm. Is that like uh, exactly what I think it is? Like a office, office depot, same thing? Yeah, yeah. In the department, um, which processes passport applications for the UK, Hmm. it was a government sector job, and I had to jump through a million hoops to get it, but whilst working... Okay, see, that makes me think you're from the UK, because that's... (laughs) Buddy, we don't use whilst here, okay? If you use whilst, you can waltz yourself out (laughs) oh fucking jesus christ i should die i should die i mean (laughs) if you make enough dad jokes you should end it (laughs) whilst whilst working i could listen to music podcasts whilst doing easy admin so it was worth it i'm telling you it's a tell (laughs) it's a day of a tell uh one day i'm sat at my desk i was listening to one of the suicide buddies 9 11 420 special episodes i reach across to grab a stapler and just as i do my headphones get tangled and pulled out and the podcast plays loudly throughout the quiet office all that can be heard coming from my desk is the sound of you guys laughing and saying 9 11 9 11 9 11 very loudly (laughs) 
and my scrabbling to get the headphone jack back in. <laughs> so, long story short, I might have ended up getting put on a terror watch list somewhere. At least I haven't killed myself yet. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> man, my fantasy happened. <laughs> That's all I want is for people to get in trouble for listening to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the police. Oh, come with it now. This is the one anti-government podcast that you're going to ever hear. We have different ideas of how the government should be run, run, run. Oh, shit. Folks, um, folks, um, I'm going to need you to, um, Go on YouTube right now. Um, take out um, your tablet right now. Go on YouTube.com. And I'm going to want you to look up demilitarized nuclear-capable liquid child pornography. I want you to look it up. Uh, that is the substance Obama is caught using in a photo that I drew in my kindergarten drawing class that I take with children. I am doing an elaborate Billy Madison type situation where folks have doubted my intelligence. So I am I am taking all of the grades back over again, starting from kindergarten, starting from my parents teaching me how to eat pussy. Okay, there's more uh, to the email. Hmm. On a more serious note, the work you guys do is very important, and it has certainly helped me through some diff very difficult times. I don't know if it, I will make it through in the long run, or if I will end up killing myself. But either way, I'm confident I wouldn't have made it as far as I have without having you guys to listen to and laugh along with. Damn. I mean, thank you so much for saying that, but I mean, you're doing the work. Uh, you got yourself here and uh you know give yourself definitely credit uh it's not some podcast <laughs> that's getting you through it you're doing the work to um you know find strength in a podcast you know you're you're it was already inside of you and you're you're doing it so thanks but uh fuck off no just joking <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, he goes, uh, <clears throat> I've dealt with mental health issues since I was 17. I'm now 32. And over the last few years have been in and out of treatment slash therapy. I've been on meds and off meds, trying different dosages and different types of antidepressant. In January, 2019, I finally got a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder. One in 10 people diagnosed with BPD don't make it through whether they get treatment or not. They end up taking their lives. I've had four serious suicide attempts so far, and that idea is still there at the best of times. When I'm going through a rough patch, it's the most difficult thing in the world for me not to fixate on two thoughts. One, I'm going to die alone, unloved and unmourned. And two, I will kill myself. I know I'm not alone when I feel that way, but that still doesn't make it any easier. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's not an easy burden if, you know, you're in that place. Um, it's so hard to break out of that mental cycle once it gets there. <laughs> you know, something to think of is um, <clears throat> this is stupid and maybe, you know, take from it what you want. But, um, you know, there's a little bit of a societal expectation that it's a on and off switch. And, you know, the minute you just figure it out, it's all going to uh, take care of itself and just stop. Uh, but I think something important to keep in mind is that it took a lot of work to get yourself to where you're at, which is low. You know, it, it wasn't easy took a lot of work and that's why you're exhausted um and it will take work to get out of it that much work you know um but it will all be positives um 
eventually. <laughs> they incrementally stack up in the same way, um, you know, depressive uh, episodes and, and things in your life stack up and it kind of gets you to this um, inescapable feeling. Um, so just know that, I mean, what you're talking about is so relatable uh, and so common, I think, for a lot of people. Um, and I think a lot of people would think that, um, it's really cool that you're being that honest, um, to a dumb podcast. Uh, (laughs) I do really appreciate that. Um, so a little bit of good news here, it seems, um, going on. Although I've been, (laughs) although I've been relatively stable for some time, but something has happened recently and I feel like I'm on the verge of another crisis. I've been waiting since my initial diagnosis in January 2019 for treatment, which I've recently been told could take another 18 to 24 months before it starts. After all of these years of trying to get better, I just feel tired of the struggle. Unlike many others, I feel very lucky to have people around me who love me and care for me, Right, but right now, I feel like it is too much to reach out to them. Well, that's, of course, you know, par for the course. Um to um, feel that way and uh, other people are no easy thing either (laughs) to um, uh, just you know expect them to always have the right reactions they very rarely do Um, oftentimes people are dealing with their own bullshit and therefore are quick to judgment in ways but it is kind of odd that the only way that uh, human beings really prosper and do well is in a communal kind of situation. So a lot of your anxiety is justified about um, reaching out to people and like, you know, like it, it's anxious. (laughs) It causes me to have anxiety to um, like, if I had to like right now reach out to five friends and have five real conversations, I couldn't do it. It's not, it's, it's, it would be, I would be emotionally drained. I'd be sobbing afterwards and crying. I, I don't think I'd be able to process the emotions of it all. You know, like I understand, um, being broken <laughs> in that same way. Um, I'm not saying it's good. Uh, I'm saying get into stand up comedy. <laughs> I'm saying it's your only option is to turn your borderline personality disorder into charming. <laughs> it just takes care of itself, you know? I think you I think you understand what I'm saying though. Um that I really think um so you know, true with any sort of medical thing, uh the first step is diagnosis and just acknowledging there's a problem and you know the the good thing about borderline personality disorder is it and you know that sort of you know nomenclature that's thrown around maybe a bit too easily you know it's like life is very depressing right now and i think if you talk with people and um you know generally that is the the way people get through this is with talk therapy but you know more so than therapy family and and new friends and old friends that um are you know ride or die and good friends who support you and don't get you know no dropping a lot of toxicity in your life you know really truly unhealthy relationships i'm not saying you know be a fucking you know piece of shit to people but like you know if there's pretty cut and clear abuse you know cut it out of your life and i think you know you can prosper. Uh, I really do. I mean, I've felt um, that I'm probably close to <laughs> to this. You know, I don't know. I'm somewhere, you know, mentally close to this. But I, I, because um, I just relate so hard to it. I mean, I'm I'm a flawed human being, and um, hmm. I really hope that um, you're uh, you're doing well. Um, don't feel, you know, like um, people are too much of a strain on you because I will say 
through my own experiences and with people writing in with this podcast who have dealt with uh, suicide in their orbit, it's it's a huge pain <laughs> to deal with someone dying. And it's like even as much as a bother as you think you're going to be, <laughs> I swear to God, you'll be so such a way bigger bother if you're dead. <laughs> Just a fact. Is that, you know, I'm not joking. It's a bother. <laughs> um, so if people love and care about you, you know, lean in as much as you can. Um, don't worry. You know, worry, worry about being a bother when you buy them a, a present and you're all better and you feel like you, you know, want to make it up to them. Then worry about it. Don't worry about it before they've ever given you any help. How about they owe it to you? They love you, so they owe it to you. Demand more from your friends and family. They fucking owe it to you. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. He's a guy, but your podcast has often felt like part of that support network. What? And uh, did I write this? And a safe space to process some of my thoughts and feelings whilst listening to you and others managing to make your own way through. You know what? Fucking, I'm going to start using whilst a lot. This is like, you sold me like fucking. Yes. I actually do kind of write stupid. <laughs> I really do. Uh, I use, um, very a lot. <laughs> uh, a lot of words like that. Really? Anyway, I'm sorry for boring you guys. You didn't. This was awesome. This was a great email. Thank you for writing. And for being a downer. No, you weren't. You were awesome. But the thing I wanted to say more than anything was thank you for helping me get this far. Love you guys. And I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your friend. Thank you. I do appreciate that. Take care of yourselves. Uh, okay. He wants his, he's fine with his name. Uh, Gilly Singh. Um, thank you so much. Thanks for writing in. I really appreciate you. God damn. God damn. How about a follow up? I want to know how you're doing. Uh, feel free to write into y'all every email at gmail.com. Let me know how you're doing. Uh, feel free to write in uh, a music suggestion to the, um, the Spotify playlist. Uh, even if you don't have Spotify, I'll throw it on. I'll throw it on the list. Yeah, why not? Um, and you know, tell me why you choose that song for the group. I love to do those on the Patreon. Write those into uh, y'all ever email at gmail.com and check out the Patreon episodes at patreon.com/slash y'all ever. Um, God damn, I really appreciate that email. Um, let's take a break and I'll come back with some more emails and fun shit. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're counting down the greatest moments in North America to celebrate. We're we're counting down uh, as uh, <clears throat> the uh, the country's about to explode. We are counting down some of America's goofiest, funniest moments. Uh, let's see, greatest moments in America, moon landing, right away, boom, we did that. That was us, baby. Even if you don't believe in it, still a great achievement. Think about that. If we did the moon landing, amazing. Even if we did, didn't do it, and everybody thinks we fucking did it, that's still one of the greatest things America's ever done. <laughs> Uh, 9-11, not because it was good, but everybody came together, right? The Giuliani went on SNL and it was okay. You know, he wasn't like a, some slobbering monster. And, um, you know, if we had sent 
firefighters to the moon, that would have been the fucking even better than moon landing in 9-11. That would have been the ultimate. Firefighters on the moon? But sadly, science hasn't figured out a way to put fire on the moon to give firefighters something to actually fight. You see, folks, firefighters don't work when there's no fire to fight. Uh, I know I'm probably going over most of your heads, but scientists have been working on it day and night, and we here at Y'all Ever are raising money for scientists to put the moon on fire to give firefighters a reason to be sent to the moon. <laughs> We're going to actually send them to the sun and tell them it's the moon on fire. <laughs> We're going to load up a rocket full of firefighters and shoot it into the sun <laughs> and tell them it's the moon. <laughs> if they don't put it out, they're doing a bad job. <laughs> you guys let down New York and Earth. The New York of the solar system. Huh? When you come at Earth, you come at New York, buddy. <laughs> All right. That's a um, new Brooklyn astronomer. A very old-timey Brooklyn astronomer. <laughs> Before they were hipsters. Um, the state is... Uh, slowly taken over. <laughs> it's scary times. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> it really becomes more and more apparent that um, the government, the United States government, really only knows how to rule by fear. They don't know another way. And uh, when people ask them to control a situation, that's the only way to control a situation to them <sighs> how about mandated therapy sessions for everybody who works in government <laughs> they have to answer to a social worker okay and um i don't know just <laughs> We'll see how some therapy changes things for a second. Cut to Bernie Sanders showing up in Joker makeup, <laughs> like suddenly, <laughs> like he's just. Uh, I've decided that uh, that women are lying to me. Ah, oh, delicious. Um. <laughs> Bernie gets all red-pilled. <laughs> red pill Joker Bernie. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People don't understand my memes. <laughs> Cancel culture is why women find me abrasive and upsetting. And I am always angry. Yes. <laughs> Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> hmm. Then there's, like, there's just news that, like, you can't even affect. Uh, like, California's just on fire. And then there's a hurricane coming through. Like, all of America. <laughs> it's going from, like... Texas, uh, fucking New Orleans and Florida, all that fucking shore line there, like going all the way up to like New York and shit. It's like this crazy huge hurricane. And it's like, if only we could just direct the fires towards the hurricane. Am I crazy? But like, I think that would take care of it somewhere in Salt Lake City. We could do it in Salt Lake City. We make the meat. <clears throat> Get me into government, please. I have I have ideas. Wild wild outlandish Doctor Doom esque ideas, but ideas nonetheless. <laughs> and I am running for dictator of Latveria. Anyway, um and I'm here to enslave you. <laughs> Harvey Milk Doctor Doom. Um Alright. 
Well, enough about the fucking piece of shit world. I mean, it's like I can't do anything about the fires that will probably come through L.A. What am I going to, you know, what am I going to do about that? Uh, Worry about it a ton? Sure. But other than that, I'm also now worried about things that are just across the country and just going to make things worse. (laughs) Oh, man. I got to chill out. I got to drink water, do push-ups. Uh, buy a new shirt, (laughs) pet a dog, uh, jack off, uh, eat a banana, uh, you know, all the good stuff, all the good helpful hints to staying alive. (laughs) The 100% real list (laughs) of things to help you stay alive. It is true though that like, um helping uh your immediate stuff out is helpful okay sorry sorry i'm not dismissing it drink water do (laughs) push-ups imagine all right so uh i'm gonna read another email from one of y'all um thanks for writing in this is uh another uh song suggestion for the playlist you guys can go to my artist spotify page for like hampton yunt if you have Spotify, at the bottom of the page, there's a playlist. Y'all ever listen to music? Throw on a song if you want. It's open and collaborative. And uh, try and keep it to one, just because I would love to know why you chose that song. And feel free to write into y'all ever email at gmail.com and just let me know what's up. Um, let's see. They write, uh, hey, Hampton. I put Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots Part 1 by the Flaming Lips on the playlist. Okay. <laughs> uh, who? No, just That's awesome. Thank you. Um, wait, so they wrote... <clears throat> I love the Flaming Lips. That's, that's such a good um, song to suggest also. It's very, like, I don't know, sweet, saccharine. He goes, I don't have a long history with the song or nostalgia for the band. Me neither. I actually just heard it for the first time a few weeks ago when it started frequently auto-playing on Spotify after uh, playlist a playlist finish. Okay, wow. Huh. That's so weird that you hadn't heard that song up until now. It's it's like it it sucks sometimes when like a group that's so unique like them gets put then in car commercials almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and ruins the uniqueness maybe for a second. I understand they actually need to make that fucking money because it's goddamn impossible. I think this podcast runs like ads for toothpaste and pants and shit just to keep the lights on. You know, I get the compromise. <laughs> so I'm just kind of surprised. Like, uh, you know, you wouldn't hear it like uh, ever in like a hot topic. <laughs> urban outfitters i don't know and it kind of you know cool place you know the cool places that i hang out uh excuse me sir where are your stewie griffin shirts i would like a family guy stewie griffin who looks like heath ledger's joker on a shirt please Post haste, whilst I wait. See, I'm using it. It's getting it's getting easier. <laughs> it's getting easier to you use whilst wilt white whilst whilst I wait. <sighs> I'm sorry, I was raised by stupid people. Okay, so uh, that is tight. Let's see this next part here. It just kind of has the melody of what day-to-day feels like now. A melancholy tone, even though it's a song about a girl getting ready to fight robots. (laughs) It does. It really does. It's like, why is this song so sad? This is like, it's like I'm watching a kaiju movie that's sad. Godzilla's crying. Why is is baby Godzilla crying? Even the happy times right now have a shadow lingering over it. Wow. (laughs) But we keep fight on and on and on. Jay. 
Damn. <laughs> hey, same brain. I hear you. Um, it's sometimes it's like it's perfect. Uh, that that song is kind of a perfect summation of just any feeling right now. You know, it's kind of tinged with a little bit of um, kind of like a karmic global exhaustion that we're all feeling right now and in in as many ways as that's just incredibly sad (laughs) and traumatic and awful uh and everyone's going through trauma it's through that shared trauma there is just kind of this like odd um coming together of people i mean it gets negative but i think also like um i don't know do focus on trying to be a good person and i think you'll see a lot out of that um try to like um not throw on too much judgment on other people i know that sounds crazy but it's like it feels it feels better to be satisfied in yourself rather than to kind of attack people right now (laughs) what i'm saying is give trump another chance (laughs) shit i'm kidding he's the devil anyway (laughs) uh it's fun you guys are awesome uh thanks for being here uh here again next week on thursday unless you join the patreon then you get episodes on monday also uh and it really helps keep the lights on with the podcast for five dollars a month you get the back catalog of old Patreon episodes of Y'all Ever and Suicide Buddies, and you get a weekly episode every Monday. You guys are fantastic. Thank you so much for writing in. Feel free to write in kind of how you're feeling about what's happening and just, you know, what you're doing to survive in this. And feel free to just write in to y'all ever email at gmail.com. You want some advice, you have a question, let me know. Just feel to <laughs> feel free to write in. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. Um, check you later. Glad you're alive. Bye. Star Brands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.